Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, Chodesh Tov, everybody. Midst of another uh, storm, we'll see how this one plays out. Hopefully not too, uh, not too uh, drastic or damaging like the last one, but uh, we'll see. Perek Yud Gimel in Masechet Yevamot, Mishnah Gimel. We are in the middle of a, of a perek that discusses Mi'un. We started yesterday, the laws of a, an, an, an orphan girl who has the right to refuse a marriage that was, um, you know, I guess, offered by her mother and brother after her father died. Um, so we're continuing with interesting laws here, Mishnah Gimel. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Kol Akava Shehi Min Ha'ish. Any time that the orphan stays, this orphan girl stays in the marriage because of the man, meaning she doesn't, uh, she's not the one that ends the marriage because of a Mi'un, she doesn't refuse, um, but rather he's the one that divorces her. So it was a it was a prearranged as a, she was young, but he's the one who decides I don't want it and gives her a get a divorce. Keilu he ishto. We treat that failed marriage as if they were actually married, and this girl was his legal wife. And we'll see what the ramifications are about that. Vechol akava ish. But any time that the stay in that marriage was not a result of him. But it was that she ended the marriage through the mi'un, the refusal, ke'ilu ena ishto. We treat it as if she was never legally his wife. And Mishnah Dalit is going to explain what the uh, consequences of, of such are. Hamema'enet ba'ish. When a orphan girl makes mi'un to the husband and, and ends the marriage, like we said, we treat it as if they were never married. Therefore, hu mutar bikrovotea behimuteret bikrovat. Uh, the, the former husband is now permitted to uh, marry her relatives and she is permer- p- permitted to marry his relatives. This wouldn't have been the case if they were indeed mar- married, uh, legally married, which we're going to see soon. And the mi'un also does not disqualify her from, married, uh, from marrying a kohen as a normal divorcee would be prohibited from marrying a Kohen. She's not con- not uh, labeled as divorced. She's not considered divorced because this marriage was not legal, um, because she performed the Mi'un, and therefore she can now go and marry a Kohen, no problem. Natan la get. If, however, he ended the marriage by giving her a get, by giving her a divorce document, um, we said that the, the marriage is considered legal, and therefore, hu asur bikrovotea, he is forbidden to marry her relatives. She is forbidden to marry his relatives. Upsala mina keuna, and and also she is now disqualified to marry a kohen because she is now divorced, and a kohen cannot marry a divorce. Now, natan la get If the husband ended the marriage, gave her a get, but then he thought about it again. You know what? Cute little girl, pretty. She's going to grow up to be someone good, very smart. I want to remarry her. So she, he remarries her after he gave the get. Me'anabo. At which point, she says, 
nah, you know what? <laughs> I want out. And she refuses. So again, there, there was original, this prearranged marriage. He divorced her, but then took her back. And now she chooses to, uh, to perform mi'un. Veniset le'ahed. And she, this girl, married someone else. Venit armela onit garesha. And either became widowed or was divorced. Muteret lachzorlo. Big chidush. She can go back to the first husband, even though she went and married um, um, somebody else, because since she made a miun, since her whole separation from the first husband was as a result of a miun, it wipes out her entire marriage. It's as if they were never married. Normally, in a case, if a woman gets remarried to somebody else, she can never go back to the first husband. But in this case, since the first husband, that marriage was ended through Mi'un, it retroactively erases both the first marriage and the second marriage, and she, she, and she can go back to the first, uh, to the first husband. It's a huge chidush. However, me'ana bo ve'echezira, if she made Mi'un to end the first marriage, then the husband took her back. And she agreed. And Natan la get. And then gave her a get to end the marriage the second time. And then she got married to another guy and either she was widowed or divorced. Now she can no longer go back to the first guy because he ended it through a get. And therefore the marriage was valid and she can't go back. This is the rule. Get ahar meun asura lachazolo. When a get comes after the miun, she is forbidden to go back uh, to him. Miun achar get muteret lachazolo. However, if the miun comes after the get, then she's permitted to return to him after marrying uh, someone else. Okay. Hamemaenet ba'ish mishnahe. Hamemaenet ba'ish. If an orphan girl made miun to her husband. Veniset leacher, and then married another person. Vegedesha, and he divorced her. Leacher, then she married another person. That's man number three. It's another one of those crazy mishnayot. She married a third man, umeanabo, and made miun to him. So one and number three, number one and number three, she did miun. Number uh, husband two, the husband divorced her. This continues. Leacher, she married number four, vegedesha, and number four divorced her. And then Leahir, she married number five, Umeanabo, and she performed Miun on number five. This is not a girl that is that is desired by any means. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, mind you, I can't say that. It's, been, it's two divorces and three Miuns. So yeah, so uh, two guys didn't want her, but she didn't want the guy three times, right? Now wait a second. All this time, All this time she's underage. All this time she's underage. All this time, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, she, he can end it through a get. He can end it through a get. Now remember, this is all going according to the opinion of Bet Hillel, who says she can keep on doing this. If you remember, the opinion of Bet, Bet Shammai that we learned yesterday, uh, Bet Shammai said, we don't treat the, the girls like Hefker, right? That once she performs Miun once, that's it. She has to now wait till she gets older in order to, uh, to get married and then decide. Um, so that's why we follow Bet Hillel. This is why the Mishnayot are going like Bet Hillel. So... Um, so we got five men, 
Numbers one, three, and five, she performed miun. Number two and four, she perform, uh, he performed the get. He gave her the get. So the, the halakha is as follows. Kol beget. All the husbands that uh, she left by the way of a get, which is number two and number four, asura lachzolo, um, she's forbidden to return to. She can never go back to number two and number four because she went with another, uh, with another man. However, bemeun, all the husbands that she left through meun, miun, that's numbers one and three, um, and five, muted lachzor, well, number five, we don't know yet. We don't know what's going to happen if she marries number six, uh, like another guy, right? So that's also only one and three. Then muted lachzolo. She can go back to one and three. And five. Well, okay, yeah, she can go back to five. You're right, you're right. She can go back to five. Yes, she, go, she can go back to five, no problem. Uh, but I guess the Mishnah is discussing whether or not she can go back to the previous husband. So that's, uh, but yeah, five is, five we already spoke about, she can go back. But even one and three, that's the chidush here. Even one and three, she can go back um, uh, to her husband. Okay, how are we doing on time? All right, one more Mishnah. Um, now, Hamgaresh etayisha vechezira. If a man divorces uh, a woman and then remarries her, muteret layabam, and that man dies without children, she's permitted to the husband's uh, brother even though the first marriage ended in, in, in a divorce, okay? In fact, they brought her back as a wife. Now she goes back, uh, she, she performs Yibum. But, uh, oh, no, you said originally that if you get divorced, you cannot remarry that same person. But she didn't remarry someone else yet. Oh. Right? He took her back right away. Right. Um, so that's the opinion of the Tanakama. But Rabbi Eliezer, Oser, Rabbi Eliezer says, no, she's forbidden to the Yavam. It's a rabbinical, uh, it's a rabbinical decree. Um, and, and, and we'll see later why. Similarly, if a person divorces an orphan girl um, who was given by marriage by her mom or brothers, Vechezilan remarried her, and then he died without children. She's permitted to the Yabam, uh, to the brother, the deceased brother. Rabbi Eliezer Oser, Rabbi Eliezer um, prohibits this through a uh, uh, rabbinic decree. Ketana. Now, um, let's say a woman, a girl, orphan girl, she gets, her father marries her off, which is a biblically legal marriage, okay? Um, if the husband divorces her, the marriage is, is, is totally legal. And, but here's the thing. If she, if she gets divorced by the husband, she is no longer under the control of the father, okay? We call this an orphan She's an orphan even though her father is alive. Okay? So now, you have an underage girl, a ketana, she's avia, father married her off, and now the husband divorced her. She's 10 years old, husband divorced her. She is like an, an orphan while her father is alive because her father now can no longer dictate what she, what she can do. Um, she can marry another man on her own, but and that, but uh, that marriage is rabbinically valid because she's not yet an adult. We'll see here. Hechezira, if the husband remarries her while she's still underage, that second marriage is not biblically valid, it's rabbinically valid. And if the husband dies without children after the second marriage, everybody agrees, even the Tanakhaman Rabbi Eliezer, that she is forbidden 
to uh, to the Yavam, to the brother, because the first marriage was valid under biblical law, she became biblically forbidden to the brother. And that remain, she remains forbidden to him as an erva, even now at the second, um, at the second, uh, after second marriage. Oh. Can, can the uh, minor girl cohabitate with a husband while she's still a minor? I know she gets married off at three years old, five years old, seven years old. There's got to be some sort of rabbinical decree as to when... When? For any... Okay, that's that's um, that's a big question. Um, that's a big question. There are different levels of you know. There's na'ara, then there's bogeret, and then there's a, a full fledged lady. Um, anybody over the age of, of of twelve is considered a valid woman. Okay, All right. That, so hey, you're talking like a four year old type of thing. No, no. If she's nine years old, she gets married off by her sister or brother. And now, can the man cohabitate with her because she's married to him? Legally? No. What takes place? What take? What ta- Torah law? Yes. Torah law? Yes. Legal. It's a legal marriage. It's a legal marriage. Again, any, any, anything, anything. They wait till the age. Normally, they wait till the age where they can bear children. Which is which is twelve ish, yeah, twelve ish, and that's what the, the, the you know they wait for. So you could take them in marriage as a, as an acquisition, as a lekiha, okay. So the rabbis would have seen if there's a pedophilia that could happen here, and so they should have the ability to deem that I'm going to ask you to hold off to Masechet Ketubot, which is next on the list, uh, and and then also Kiddushin. Although I don't know if we're going to get it before the Mishnah season is over, because we are going to eventually go to summertime. But uh, there's a lot that's discussed over there uh, as well. And uh, yeah, the halachot are complex. There's no question. Uh, it's some of the stuff are hard to understand. You know, because you, you know the Mishnayot talk about how a, a, a girl, a, a girl who loses her virginity under the age of three, that virginity will will come back. Meaning any any betulim. I'm saying anything that, that can pierce a woman's virginity at that age, whether it's a forceful cohabitation or it's even an accident, it will go back. These are all, all sugyot that are talked about in the Mishnayot and the Gemara. If a person gets married and finds out that his wife was not a virgin, right, and, and he claims this is not what I signed up for, okay, and it all depends on, on you know, when indeed this happened. Could it have been, a, 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 you know, a, an accident? But one thing we know for sure: if it took place before three years old, then it would uh, the virginity would would uh, would grow back. Uh, versus if it was after three years old, then she could lose her vir- her virginity based on either uh, a cohabitation or some other means of uh, a force of, uh, you know, which we'll we'll learn about when we get to to other mishnayot. Okay.